Rukudarev Shabbos, Parashas Vayikra. We're on to, I think it's the 22nd, um, 22nd, Chazal Hashem, which Bezit Hashem will be taking place at Shabbos. Um, we are on Lamed Dalet Omed Aleph, Lamed Dalet Omed Aleph, where it says Omer Av Yehuda, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, I think 12 lines up from the wide lines. Omer Av Yehuda. Says Av Yehuda, Le'olam Adisha Al-Odam Tzorachov, a person should never ask for what he needs. Lo b'shalish rishon. It's not in the first three brachos. The lo b'shalish acharon. It's not in, the, not in the last three brachos of Shemayna Esrei. Elo b'emtziyus. Only in the middle, twelve or thirteen brachos. That's the place to ask. So Amar Rabbi Chanina, because Rabbi Chanina said, Rishon is demi la'evet shemesadish vach nifnei rabbi. That the first three brachos of Shemayna Esrei are like an evet who sets out the praise in front of his master. Emtziyus, the middle brachos, demi la'evet shemavakish peros mei rabbi is like the evet who asks for his payment from his master. Acharon is in the last ones, are doimele evet shekiba paras me rabbi, are similar, can be compared to an evet who has received payment from his rabbi, veniftach vahidechloi, and he takes leave and he goes. That's the order, that's the order you normally do things in. And therefore, now, in the first three or last three, is not the time to be asking, leave that for the right time in the middle, between the shvach and the uh, uh, taking leave of the, of the rabbi. But as Tosa says, this only applies to personal requests. When it comes to requests on behalf of the Tzibur, we allow that to take place according to Tosa's both in the first three and the last three. We discussed uh, the reason for that. Is it because that is inherent in the in the, uh, in the Loshen, in the Matzbeah Shetov B'chachomim, or is it stam because the Tzibur have a certain Mailah, a little like we saw in the Tzibur Sorosh, that that in itself is the Shvach for the for the Kodesh Baruch Hu, to say that the Tzibur are dependent on you. We discussed um, the idea of, there are in fact Shittas like the Goenim who said, it's only the last three Brachas, not in the first three Brachas, and therefore they don't like the idea of asking Zacharino Lachayim, and they said it can only be, um, in the last three it can only be um, Sorochim, asking for what you need, not uh, extra things like Alanisim. Dimitri argued with that. We also uh, saw a shita which said that you can only ask for what you, um, you can only ask for, I think the Meiri, I think this was, he says you can only ask for the general needs of the, of the Tzibur. In other words, for Klal Yisrael as a whole. Not for, if, if uh, Rachman and his son is, is an ace Zorah in the local community, or something like that. So even on the on the wider scale, that doesn't necessarily go into the uh, types of tzorachim uh, we are talking about. Tana Rabbanon. It's been taught in a brayser. Ma'aseh b'talmid echad. There was a story with a certain talmid sheyara lifnei ateva. He went down to lifnei Rabbi Yehuda. He went down before literally the ark. He went down. Pashtus is a shliach tibur, but it's clear from the meiri that we're talking about some of these dominating pechidos. If no Rabbi Yehazi went down in front of Rabbi Yehazi, he was doubling an extremely long Shemona Esri. So Omer Doi Tamidov says, Tamidov said to Rabbi Yehazi, Rabbeinu, Kamo Archonuzeh, look at this person, look how long he doubles. Omer Doi Tamidov said to Rabbi Yehazi, said to him, Kulom Marech Yehazi Mameshe Rabbeinu, does he double a longer Shemona Esri than Moshe Rabbeinu? Tichsib Bey, they write him out, Moshe Rabbeinu, Esar Boim Ayem, Esar Boim Amaylo Vagayme, the Moshe Rabbeinu doubles for 40 days and 40 nights on behalf of Kral Yisrael. Shul Ma'aseh B'Talmid Echad. Then there was a story with another Talmid. Shehoran Lifnei Ateva. He went down Lifnei Rabbi Yezir. He went down to Daman in front of Rabbi Yezir. Well, he makatsa Yezimida. He done a very quick Shemayin Esrei. Omer Doi Talmidov says, Talmidov said to Rabbi Yezir, Kamo Katsu Nuzer. Look how quick this person davens. 
The five words fill up the Moshe Rabbeinu Davin for his sister Miriam. So in other words, the point Rabbi Yehuda was making is there's no real fixed length for a, for a, for a tefillah. It depends on the situation, on the emotions at that time, on the person. There's no such thing as a fixed length for a tefillah. But as the Me'iri points out, a person should take the middle of the road generally not to overdo it, not to underdo it, because otherwise people make fun. But if you're davening Be'echidus, as with Rabbi Akiva, you can do what you want. It's up to you. There's no fixed length. Omer Rabbi Yaakov, Omer Atchista. Kol Amavakish Rachem and Machaber. Anyone who seeks mercy for his friend, Ein Tzorich Laske Shemay doesn't need to mention his name. Shenem as it says, Kel Morafon or Lo. Bilo Komat Keshemod Miriam. And Moshe Rabbeinu did not mention the name of Miriam, and this is brought down by Morgan Avram that as long as the Chayla is present, then a person does not have to mention their name. Homer Abon has been taught in a brayta. Eidu Barachos Adam Sheichabahen. These are the brachos that a person bows in them. The always techil of asoyt in the bracha of always the first bracha in Shemana Esra you we back at the beginning and the end of the bracha. So heidah techil of asoyt in the bracha of heidah moedim we back at the beginning we back at the end. The ibadah shuach v'seiv kol bracha u'bracha v'techil as kol bracha u'bracha. If a person decides he wants to bow at the end and the beginning of every bracha, melamidin asir shleyishka we teach him not to do so. In other words, he's not allowed to do so. Rashi, or Rashi seems to go along the lines of the, I mean, Tosus gives us two reasons. Rashi seems to go along the lines of URO, because it looks like a diver. Look how great I am, I have to subdue myself, I bow down a lot. The other reason Tosus gives is because otherwise it becomes a free-for-all. Everyone does what they want, and people are going to be okay to Dibri Chachomim. Rather, we stick to what Chazal tell us, and that is it. Omar Rabbi Shimon ben Palti, Omar Rabbi Shah ben Nevi. Mishum Ba'akapor, in the name of Ba'akapor. Tediyat commercial Marin. With a normal person, it's as we said. Always and Hoida, that's it. Top of Lama Zalad on the Godel, the same called Barachu Barachu. With the Kain Godel, he's a little greater, says Rashi. And if he's greater, he has to be Machnia himself more. Therefore, at the end of each Barachu, the Hamelach, when it comes to a king, is even greater. Tchilas called Barachu Barachu, the same called Barachu Barachu. And the beginning and the end of every single Barachu. Omer Rabbi Yitzchot Banachmini. I heard from Rabbi Yishab and Levi, Hediot commercial Marnu, that it goes like this. That a Hediot does, as we said, in the Ovis and Tzhidol, that's it. Kain Godol, when it comes to the Kain Godol, Tzhidach kol Barachol, Barachol, according to the Gon, the beginning and the end of each Barachol. Hamelech, when it comes to the King, Kivan Shekar Ashum in Ezeke, once he bows down, he doesn't get up at all until he finishes his Shemonesri. Shanem, as it says, Vayhika Chalish Shlomo, they follow the Gomen, it was when Shem Hamelech finished davening, after the time of building the base of Mikdash, come with his name Mizbeach Hashem. He got up from before the Mizbeach of Hashem. Mikareya al Birka from kneeling down on his knees. So you see that the whole time he was davening, he was bending down. And we pointed out that there is a machlokes rishonim about what happens when it comes to Yom Neiroi. For example, there are shittas who say when it comes to Yom Neiroi that it's what brings. Um, I think it was Zeret Tzvah, according to uh, a Yeshayimrim, that they say the reason why you can't, the reason why a king can bow down, is not as Rashi says, because the greater you are, the more you have to be machnial yourself, rather because a king is being judged every day, the Yerushalmi says. And if you're in judgment, therefore, you have to, you have to bow down whilst in judgment. So, says the Ritzvah, according to that, on Rosh Hashanah, 
on Rosh Hashanah, when a person is being judged, it makes sense that a person should bow down throughout Shemoneh It says that it's for, Lamaita, since we don't find this in the Bavli, it's enough if you bow down for Malkia, Sechonis, and Shaforis, the Brochus of the day. That's what the Ritva says. The Me'iri comes along and says it even clearer, even in Rashi, the same Swara will apply. The since the reason why a normal person can't bow down more than these, uh, more than Ovis and Tzedah, is because you're not great enough, and therefore you don't have to, you don't have to be Machniah yourself, but he says, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, such days of awe, that in itself requires a person to be Machniah himself, there's no problem of you are all there, and therefore, once again, a person can bow down in the Rochus of Shemana Etre on, um, on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. However, Tosfus Adia, we had a Tosfus Adia, um, we've had it in, in fact, so Tosfus says it's in more than one place, but we had it on your face, that one does not bow down uh, even on on um, on uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, you can bow down in the middle of the brachos, because clearly the problem is only bowing down at the beginning and the end of the brachos. But in the middle of the brachos, it's limited. In the middle of the brachos, it's limited only to the first one and the last one. And we explain that seems to be Tosus Lishitatam, because remember Tosus just said at the end of the previous Omud that one of the reasons why we don't allow our head yet to bow down more than the prescribed, the others and the, the Hedoyas, because otherwise you're being okay to Takhanat Chachom, and people will do what they want, and it becomes Hefka, and you'll end up with no Takhanat Chachom, and therefore leave it as it is. And once Chazal women suck in it, that's it. Don't, don't, as we say, we don't go Zilbosa time, don't go after the reasoning. Go by what Chazal says, and that's it. And the Maita, we don't seem to, as far as I'm aware, people generally don't seem to bow at all, um, basically in line with Tosus. Carries on the Gemara. Tonerabon has been taught in a brighter. Kido, wherever it says Kido alapayim, it refers to bowing down on the face. Shinema says Vatika Basheva apayim, and Basheva bowed down apayim on the face, um, oretz, oh, eretz, towards the ground. Kriya al berkaim, where it says Kriya, it refers to kneeling down on the knees. Shinema says Mikraya al berkov, that Shema Melech got up from Kriya on his knees, from kneeling. Hishtachavol, where it says Hishtachavol, this is prostration, stretching out your hands and feet. Mamish, lying completely flat. Shinehman says, Will I and your mother and your brothers surely come down, will we come to you in Egypt? To do Hishtachavol to you, to the ground. And Rashi says, that Loshin Orto implies you're completely spread out on the ground. We will not be, because it's a locative pay. It's more than just saying Oretz, like in the Apostle with Dasheva. It's Oretz to the ground. In plan, you become one with the ground. The only way you can become as close to the one with the ground, being one with the ground, uh, as possible, is by lying completely flat. When they um, were what we call Nefer Alpanem, like we do in Tachanun, they wouldn't fall completely down with Pishat Yodam Raglai. They would just lean on their sides. And Rashi says in Megillah, the reason is because for an Odom Choshuv, it's not the death to fall flat on your face completely like that. Tony Chad has been taught by one Tana, one Brisa, HaKareya Ba'edor, somebody who bows down in Hodor, HaRizem Meshubach, it's a great thing to do. The Tani Yidoch, another Brisa teaches HaRizem Agun, it's a terrible thing to do. It's disgraceful. And the Gemara says, Loikasha, it's not a Kasha, Hobitzkullah, Hobitzkullah, one's talking about the beginning, and one's talking about the end. And as we mentioned, I believe somebody, uh, one of the Roshanian points out, we're talking about, it seems we're talking about, Moedim uh, Durabonah. So you should bow down at the beginning, not at the end. Whereas Rava would bow down at the beginning and the end. Omeridei Rabbanon, so Rabbanon said to him, Am I Kovid Marachi? Why are you doing this? Omeridei said to him, Chazina Rav Nachman, because I saw Rav Nachman, the Korah, that he bowed down at the beginning and the end. 
Because you know the Rashish has to call about Tahir, so Rashish is also do this. So that's what I'm doing. So ask the Gemara about Tani, but surely we've learned in a bright side career, but it's all something you bow down in her diaries and we're going, it's a terrible thing. And we said that means at the end. So why are you bowing down at the end as well? So he answered, that's not talking about Moedim at all. That's talking about when you talk about Hodor and Hadar, when we say Hodor Hashem Kitov, something you bow down there, Hare Guna. Ask the Gemara about Tani, but surely we've learned in a bright side career, but it's something you bow down in Hodor or Hodor of Hadar. It's a terrible thing, implying that Stam Hodor is not talking about that of Hadal. Elamai must be talking about Moedim, and we're talking about the end, Harizem Aguna. So he answers, Kitani, he went with that, when, when, what was that Bryce talking about? The Hodor, the Rekas Hamolzin. He was talking about when you talk, you, you talk about the Alakol, uh, on all that we have to thank our Kodesh Baruch Hu, in Berekas Hamolzin, when we say that, uh, if you bow down there, Harizem Aguna. So it comes out that basically, to bow down in Moedim, not a problem, says Rafa. Again, the Maitre we bow down at the beginning. But, uh, but um, he says the Etzim is not a problem. But, to bow down, either in Hodor of, of Birkas Hamotan, or Hodor of Halel, is a terrible thing. It says Rabbi Nuyona, the idea in this is because we don't bow down in things which, um, unless Chazal have told us. And Chazal have told us, Hodor and others. And that's it. Not more than that. The fact that you've got Hodor elsewhere, we don't add on. And therefore he says, so too when we say Nishmas, also, when we talk about their bowing down, and uh, uh, we, we give thanks to our Kodesh it's also a Loshan of Hedor there. Same idea. We don't bow down, says the, says the Rabbi Nuyano. Carries on the next Mishnah. Hamishpado. Somebody who's davening the Torah and he makes a mistake. Simon Rala, it's a bad, it's a bad uh, Simon thing. Bad omen. Then Shliach Tibur, if he's a Shliach Tibur, Simon Rala Sholkov, it's a bad omen for... The, the people who sent him down to Daven, i.e. the Tibur, because we say the Sheikh of a person is like himself. They said about Rabbi Hanino Mendoza, they used to Daven for the sick people. For him, and he would say, following his spirit, he would say, Zerchayv, Zermes, this one will live, or this one will die. Omri Lusay said to him, and I'll tell you there, from where do you know that? Where do you get that from? Omri Lusay said to him, that if my Tfilah is fluent in my mouth, then I know that it's been accepted. Either the Tfilah has been accepted, or the Gon prefers the other Pshat Rashi that the Chayla has been accepted, because it's Losh and Zohar. And if not, if it's not fluent, then I know that the Chayla has literally been torn up. He won't survive. Says the Gemara, Ahaya. On which case is this going? In other words, when we talked about um, in of the Torah, somebody makes a mistake in, in his Tfilah, which Brocha did he make a mistake in? It sounds like we're talking about one specific Brocha, which is a terrible thing to make a mistake in. We're talking about in the bracha of Ovis. As Rashi's master, because if you make a mistake in the first bracha, it's a simon that Shaman doesn't want your tefillah. Terrible thing. There are those who learn that statement on the Brisa, which says, He needs to have, he has to be mechav in his heart in all the brachas. If he's not able to be mechav in all the brachas, he should be mechavin his heart, he should have kavona in one of the brachas. And on that we ask, we say, which bracha is that? And Omar Abichir, Omar Aftar, from Hashem Chadavei Rebbe, the Ovis. We're talking about, if you can't be mechavin in all the brachas, at least be mechavin in the bracha of Ovis, the first bracha of Shemona Esri. That's it. And we spoke about what the Svara is in that, we brought the Rebchaim. The Rebchaim wanted to say, that this is talking about Pirish HaMilois. When it comes to thinking about the words, it's enough to, he's talking about in the Rambam, it's enough with the first bracha. Whereas when it comes to the Kavon, which the Rambam talks about in Perek Dalet there, in Hilch Tefillah, where he talks about 
that a person has to realize he's standing in front of our Kodesh Baruch Hu and clear his mind, and that, those sort of things, that he said is, that's, in fact, there's a different sort of Kavana, without that it's not a Tzvira at all, and that applies to all 19 brachas. In which case it comes out a tremendous Chumrin, if a person's mind completely wanders during Tzvira, he's not cognizantly standing in front of our Kodesh Baruch Hu, he's not yet to Tzvira. That's what would seem to come out according to Rabchai. However, we pointed out one or two slight little Horus on that, and we suggested a slightly different Mahalich based on the Rogachov's understanding of why is it the first bracha? The answer is because everything that a person does, I'll ask Rishonah When you do a Maisa, the Kavona is automatically going to be the Kavona which you started the Maisa with. And therefore, if you add Kavona in the first bracha, your Kavona extends to all the brachas. And therefore, we said that the Ramam is not talking about two different types of Kavonas. He's talking about one type of Kavona and one type of Kavona only. And that is to know that I'm standing in front of our Kodesh Baruchu, to clear your mind and do your best. And that's it. And if you have that in the first bracha, says the Rambam, then we consider it as if you've had kavana in all the brachas. We said a little bit of a, 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 a lomdash idea based on the Rambam, that if the Maitre person not, not in a matzah, that he would be able to have that kavana in all 19 brachas, then that magical formula doesn't work. You have to be in, in a frame of mind that theoretically, I could, if I pushed myself, I would be able to be mechavin in, in all 19 brachas. Then it's a bit like we said, kolaroi lebila, then we say that as long as you have kavana in the first brachas, in the first bracha, that's enough. So according to that, by the way, it comes out a major, a, a major, if you want, a nechama for, for, for us, because, well, why do I say this? Because I didn't actually, we didn't really talk about this, this part of it in the shir, but since it's, uh, today we've got it slightly less to get to, let's, let's just talk, take, take a few minutes just to add on one, one, uh, one very important shayla. And that is, the B.R. Alokha talks about in Simon Kofalus, he talks about what happens if a person wasn't mechavin in the first bracha. What do I do? He says, it's a little bit of a problem. The Chayi Odom says, well, just continue on davening. And the, the, uh, but the Mishnah Burra says, Nemonashach, you haven't been yet to. And to daven again is also, not, we, we don't, nowadays we don't allow a person to daven again, because maybe he won't be Muhammad the second time either. So what do you do? So he's got a bit of an Eitzah. And that Eitzah, we talked about one or two of the Eitzahs, that uh, he says, you can just stop where you are, listen to Chazar Sashat up to that point. But as Rabbi Yashiv points out, somebody, uh, somebody from the Sheikh, Keith gave me a, a copy of uh, Shiure, Rabbi Yashiv, which I think they brought out recently on Brachos. And Rabbi Yashiv points out uh, there's a little bit of a problem with that Eitzah nowadays. And that is because, remember the Shteach Tibur nowadays, he says he probably also isn't Machavin in the first Brachos. And the the um, the um, the just Mamash, just before this Bi'alokha, he's got a Shaila there. What happens if I'm gonna, I want to be here with, with Chazar Sashat? And the Shliach Tzibur doesn't have Kavana. And I inject the Kavana. I'm being yet with Shemeyakarina and I have Kavana. Is that good enough? And he's got one Tzad yes, one Tzad not. But he says, if you look at the Bi'alokha, the Bi'alokha seems to go with the Tzad, more likely that you're not yet The Shliach Tzibur is, that's Mephorish and Simon and Gimel, if hey there, the Ramal says, the Shliach Tzibur is not Ma'akib if he's not Ma'akib in the Brocha of Obis. But he says, but for you, as a Yafid, you have to be Ma'akib in the Brocha of Obis, it's not going to work if the Shliach Tzibur is not Mechavin and you are. So it says Rabbi Yashin, it's not much of an Eitzah nowadays. That's number one. Number two is, what are you going to do in Marit? It's a bit of a problem in Marit. There is no Chazar Sashat. So we've got this problem. What do we do? So, just before we go on, according to what we've said now, let's just explain. What does that mean? That means as long as I start my Shemun Esri with the Das I'm standing in front of Hashem, it wouldn't necessarily matter if I didn't have Pirish Hamilas. Because we've said, the Raman has never said anything about Pirish Hamidus. This whole discussion is all about the Kavana that I know what I'm doing. I think, I'd like to think that most people at least, when they start Shemin Esrei, they start realizing they're standing in front of our Kodesh Baruch Maybe we, we should at least clear our minds a little more, maybe. 
But therefore, it's not so posh that a person that we're talking about people are not are not yet there at all nowadays. It's not not necessary. But even if we go with the posh understanding, not with the Rambam now, we're talking about Pirish Hamilus. So you've got this problem. What do you do now? A person realizes he's already gone on past the first bracha. What do I do now? We did mention one other chiddush that Moshe Shlomoch wanted to say. But what what can I do? So Rabbi Yashiv, he wants to suggest. He says, if you take a look at the Rosh, for example, the Rosh we had at the end of the fourth parak, the Rosh there where he was medayik from the Gemara there, because the Gemara says there that uh, there was the, there was a mitzvah there that, and the end of the base that uh, the Gemara suggests that uh, the reason why Rabbi Yana davened twice, the Gemara is talking about there was shachris and then musaf. So uh, Rabbi Yirmiyot said to Rabbi Zayin, maybe he didn't have kavon on the first time, and that's why he's davening again. And he replied to that, no, it can't be, etc. But says the Rosh, you see that if a person is not Machabin, he has to daven again. Obviously, we're talking about the first bracha, says the Rosh. So, if you look at the Rosh and the Rosh, says Rabbi Yashif, he doesn't say you're not Yotzeh Tefillah, he doesn't say that. He says, if you're not Machabin, if you're not Machabin, you have to daven again. Yachsavi is Palam. So, he wants to suggest that you are Yotzeh Yochelas Tefillah. And therefore, you can finish off your Shemona Esri. It won't be Brachas Tefillah to continue on. You can finish off the Shemona Esri. And then, strictly speaking, you should have to daven again. Just like the Rosh said, Yachsavi's paddle. Just nowadays, we can't do that because, what's the point in it? You're not going to be Mechaven the second time anyway. But you've been Yotze Yedechoi Lastafila. That's what Rabbi Yashi wants to be Mechadish. How does that work? How does that work? So Rabbi Yashi wants to, wants to suggest that it, the second Tefillah, how can you daven another Tefillah? You can't just daven as many Tefillahs as you want. How can you daven a second time? So he wants to suggest the second one will be Tefillah Tashlumi. Uh, not, no, sorry, not Tfilah Tashlum, it will be Tfilah Nadova. It will be Tfilah Nadova. An optional Tfilah. That's what he wants to suggest. But then he asks on himself, he says it can't be Tfilah Nadova, because what are you going to do on Shabbos? On Shabbos we can't daven Tfilah Nadova. La at least we can't daven Tfilah Nadova. So he wants to say an amazing Chidosh there, that he wants to say it's a little like Tfilah Tashlum. That just like Tfilah Tashlum, we say that if you daven a Tashlum, we say we give you Tchat Tfilah, but not Tchat Tfilah Bismano, you get the schar of davening, but not the schar of in the right time. So to here, we want to say the same sort of idea. That since I've already davened, albeit without kavana, and I've been yotzi yedechel aftefilah, so why am I having to daven again? Only just so that I can be yotzi the of davening with kavana. So you'll get schar for a tefillah, but not schar tefillah bismano, so to speak. Because you've already been yotzi tefillah. It's not, here's not the same bismano, but that's what he wants to, he wants to suggest. Besides, besides the fact that it's, it's a major chiddush, it's taka a major chiddush, but the, the person who brought out the safe, he asked Rabbi Yashif, he taka asked Rabbi Yashif, if you take a look at the Rashba, the Rashba doesn't, see, doesn't seem to say like this. Because there, there was a Rashba we saw together, in fact, uh, it comes much earlier on Daf Yud Gimel, but the Rashba there, he's actually being Miyashif, the shit of the Ramam there, and he says there that... Um, the, the, the Rashba says there, because well, the Rambam says, the, the Kavon is only Ma'akim and Kriyashma in the first, in the first line. And it seems to go, Kenegad Gomorrah's house, that's it. And the kids, what the Rashba wants to say is, because we're talking about this idea, that you're standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the Kavon we're talking about there. And he says, if you don't have that Kavon, if you don't have that Kavon, it's garnished, it's nothing. This is, this is, this is what the, what the, what the Rashba says. In fact, we even have here the 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 Rosh and the Rashba. Yes, we got it here. The Rosh and the Rashba was. He said, You shouldn't be thinking about other things. In all these, and he says, similarly, we find in the Uchinyan Shomru Gam Kim Bracha Rishon Shal Tefillah. 
quoting Al Gomorrah we just read about the first Baruch in Tefillah. And he says the reason is because when it comes to other mitzvahs, no, if you don't have Kavana, you've done the Maitah mitzvah, it's just not Minam Mubcha. Abel Eilu, but he says these two things, Kriyashma and Tefillah, Shein Kabbalat Malchus Shemaim, it's the Etzem Kabbalat Malchus Shemaim in that first line. When that first broken, you're being the of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Ein It doesn't make sense. You should be thinking about other things. That's why we make a chiddush between the first broken and the other broken. He then goes on. But what he says here, listen to the notion there. He says. He says, when it comes to other mitzvahs, he says, Alpha Pishal and his Kamilo, Hayekiye mitzvah, so you be Makaina mitzvah. That's his Loshan. Implying that in these cases we're talking about here, you're not Makaim the mitzvah at all. If you weren't Makhavin in that first bracha, you would not be Makaim the mitzvah to fill Just like Kriyashma. Kriyashma, of course, you'd have to do it again. You're not Makaim the mitzvah of Kriyashma. That's what the Ram says, Mephorosh. So Rabbi Yashiv answered him, he says the Loshan was, Loidar Shimon Tzmuchin, the, the Chidusha Rashbah, or something like that. You can't be Medayik in the Rashbah, the fact that he puts the two together. No. He says once talking, he says, Enochanami, he compares the two, they're similar, they're not the same. In Kriyashima, Enochanami, you're not Yotze Kriyashima if you don't have Kavono. Whereas in Tefillah, you are Yotze. But as I said, if you look at the Rashbah, it doesn't really sound like that, because he says, his Loshan is, in all other mitzvahs, you be Mekai in the mitzvah. But it's not Menam Mubcha. Implying the two we're talking about here, Kriyashana and Tefillah, you're not Mekai in the mitzvah. I would have said, therefore, it's much more misdabbed to say like this. The, the Stiper, and apparently it's a, uh, it's a, it's a well-known Kilat Yaakov, he deals with the question differently. And he says, if you're not Mechavin in others, and you daven the rest of the brochas, it's not a brochal of Atol. It's not a brochal of Atol. I'm davening Tashem. You're just not Yotzi Yochiv of Tefillah. You're not Yotzi Yochiv of Tefillah. That's it. I would have even put, I would have been mugged it maybe slightly differently. I would have said, you've davened the Tefillah, but you've not been Yotzi the Chiv, that Proteus Dekat Tefillah. I don't know if you remember, we talked about the idea that there's a Clolius Dekat Tefillah, and then there's Proteus Dekat Tefillah. I have to daven three Tefillahs a day. But then on top of that, there's a mitzvah to daven a Shacharis, a Mincha, and a Maris. For example, we talked about, if you daven Tashlumin, you daven two Marivs, and in Mincha you would have said Yala and in Mariv, now it's too late, you can't put in Yala So you filled in, we talked about the possibility that it could be you, Mitzad the Claudius, you daven three Tefillahs. But Mitzad the Proteus, Mitzad davening a Mincha de you haven't davened. Because it's a different Losh now, it's a different Matzeah. That's the sort of idea we talked about. And I'll tell you where I'm basing this on. Because on Daf Lamad, we have the case with Rav Ashi. Lamad Amadal, just before the Mishnah there, we had Rav Ashi, he used to daven, we talked about the various people who gave Shi'urim. There are various people who gave Shi'urim there. And um, Rav Ashi, what he used to do was, he would give the Shi'ur, and in the middle of the Shi'ur, he would take Kriyashama, whilst the Maturgaman was speaking, and he didn't want to be much after this, but he davened sitting down. And when he went home, he would daven again, he would daven again standing up. And Rashi says, why? Since he, his das, he wasn't really, didn't have the proper kavon or kolkach, so that's why he has to daven again. That's it. A little like we had as well with some new davens at Tzilok when he's going on the derech. When he gets home, he has to daven again. He has to daven again. 
A tefillah it is. It seems it is a tefillah. What sort of tefillah is it? What's the point of doing it? So as, as Rashi is mounted there. The reason why he doesn't while sitting down was because he wanted to be semich ko'ala He wanted to be semich ko'ala So why did he daven a second time? Oh, because he wasn't mechavin as much as he wanted. Now let me ask you a question. Let's think about this. Was it a tefillah? Yes. So how can he daven a second time when he goes home? So what do you want to tell me? Like the Morgan Avram says. The Morgan Avram says, we mentioned this at the time. Oh, it's a, it's a tefillah nadova. After we kivega, how can you say it's tefillah nadova? He was davening on Shabbos. It's mashma the shirim took place on Shabbos. It was Shabbos of the regular. It's Shabbos. You can't daven in nadova. So how can you daven a second time when you go home? Elamai, what do we see? We see this idea. Then obviously at his level, I don't know, he held obviously at his level, he hadn't been yoked to the protius naked tefillah because it lacked in the kavanah. Lefisha in datum yushevetolov. A tefillah it was. You can't tell me it's not a tefillah because otherwise where does, where's the smichas go to the tefillah? The whole point of, of him davening in the shir, says Rashi, was because he said shema and he wanted to have smichas go to the tefillah. So he had to go from shema to tefillah. So it had to be that it was a tefillah. But it wasn't the sort of tefillah that he wanted. So it has to be he wasn't yoked to some elements of the tefillah such that he was able to daven again when he got to so that's what I would have said. He's been yoked to the tefillah, but not the protest the tefillah, not the tefillah which he, which he needs. And therefore, when he gets home, he davens again. And that's what, how I would have, personally, it's how I, I would have understood this, the, the, the same idea here. And therefore, if a person is not mechavin in the first bracha, exactly like Ravashi there, I'm sure Ravashi didn't have quite the same problem as we're talking about here, that whatever he held wasn't, that wasn't the tefillah which he required to be yoked to. A tefillah it is, but it's not the tefillah which, uh, which a person has been yoked to, to fill off in the in the truer sense, and therefore he has to he has to daven again when he gets there. Something along something along those lines. And the Maitre just to, as the Sifra points out, there is a girsa and it is brought la halacha. I mean, it's, again, different girsa. It's not is it, that uh, that in the base it brings the, these girsa. There's some say it's not only obvious you have to be mechavinin. It can be modem. It's either obvious or modem. So as the Sifra points out, there's actually many shittas who hold like that, and therefore, and therefore, if a person if a person um, if a person is not mechavin in uh, in others, he says at least make sure try to be make sure to to be mechavin when you come to to Modim, because then at least according to many shitters, you're absolutely one hundred percent fine. Because remember nowadays we don't have this eitzah of uh, of filling in by by making uh, another. Um, nowadays we do not have this eitzah of doubling a second time. We don't do that because maybe the second time we won't double. So that's that's a little bit of a expansion of, on, on, on what we discussed uh, in the shit. I will just uh, end, in fact, one point I wanted to mention in the notes in the Kilis Yaakov, he actually says, he, he says he subsequently found, I don't have it in front of me now to check it out, but I think he brings from the Marbit, in the uh, base of the Kim, that if you dub in a tefillah without Kavana, it is a tefillah. So I think Imam it, it supports that it is a tefillah. I think the title, although I believe the title says it's not a tefillah, but it's not a brochel of Atala. I think the Marbit actually says it's a tefillah. It still is a tefillah. I have to double check that though. Carries on the Gemara now. Omer Olav a Rabbi Chanino v'chulu. They said about Rabbi Chanino, this was the idea that Rabbi Chanino used to be able to dominate and he could tell you afterwards whether they were going to live or not. Minah Anamidi, from where do we get this idea? Who says that just because a tefillah is fluent or not fluent, that means anything? So Omer Rabbi Yishua ben Nevi, says Rabbi Yishua ben Nevi, to Omer because the Posek says, Bore nifs of Asayim, Bore nifs of Asayim, Shonam, Shonam, Lorachok, Melakorov. Rashi says, Bore is an expression of Bore, if the utterance of the lips is healthy, then there will be peace for the far and near. Omar Hashem says, Hashem will reforce him and I will, I appeal to him. 
So you see, if it's, if it's healthy, it comes out fluent, then you know that our Kodesh Baruch Hu has a, there'll be a refuah for this, for this person. Omar Rabbi Chiyah Barabah, Omar Rabbi Yechonon, Kala Nevi'im, Kulon, and Isnabu, El Nevi'si, Bitsa, Le Tamil Chotom, all the Nevi'im, their Nevi'is, they could test, they, they could uh, prophesy about, was uh, a man who marries his daughter off the Talmud Chacham. That's an amazing thing. Or somebody who uh, does business with the Talmud Chacham, also an amazing thing. Or somebody who benefits the Talmud Chacham from his property. That the Nevi'im can tell you about how amazing it is. But the portion awaiting the Talmud Chacham themselves no eye has beheld it except Hashem. That which Hashem will do for those who await Him. All the Nevi'im, their prophecies are about the days of Moshiach. When it comes to Elam Abba, no eye has beheld it except you, Hashem. There's no difference between this world and the days of Moshiach. The only difference is that we will no longer be subject to the to the suffering at the hands of the of the Malchias. Shneiman says, "Poverty, the poor will not cease from the from the midst of the land. There will still be poor people. Nothing's really going to change. And therefore, seemingly the Gemara is saying that the um, that uh, things aren't really going to change. So that seems to argue on what Rabbi Yechonon says that the the Nebuah of the Rebbeim were all about the days of Moshiach." The problem, as we pointed out, the Gon points out is that the Raman passes out both of these, passes out Shmuel and Rabbi Yechonon, and the Gon says, therefore, we're talking about two, two uh, stages of Moshiach. The first, the, the Shmuel is talking about the days of Moshiach, then Yosef, the first Moshiach, and Acham, at that time, the only thing which will stop is Shibbat Malkis. However, Rabbi Yechonon is talking about the days of Moshiach, then Zovit, when he will come, and he will wipe out, um, that will be Mechanes Gogomogog, and that will be it, that's where the Nebuahs are talking about. I'd just like to, to point out, if you take a look at the Ramam, I think it's in Hilchus Teshuvah, you take a look there, the actual Loshan of the Ramam is Mashma, the Milchemes Gogomogog will happen straight away when Moshiach comes, and he's talking about when he brings this memory of Shmuel. The Yomosah Moshiach that Shmuel is talking about. See, it doesn't sound so much like that Shmuel is talking about the first stage before Milchemes Gogomogog. And that's then Rabbi Yechonon is talking about the days of Melchemes Kogamogu, because the, the Rambam mentions Melchemes Kogamogu, it's a little bit of horror, I'm not saying it's unanswerable, I'm sure the Gorm is well aware of it, but it's a small horror at least, that the Rambam there and then, in Hilchus Teshuvah, I think it's in Hilchus Teshuvah, when he brings this thing about that there's no difference between the Emotah Moshiach and, and Olam Azeh, except Shibbat Malchus, he brings there the, I think he brings there the, the idea that, that Melchemes Kogamogu will, will be around that time. That's what it sounds like. And we suggested a slightly different, different approach, that we suggested, again, based on the Roshan of the Rambam, and Achalami, in the days of Moshiach, nothing is going to change. It will just be Shibud Malchus will stop. That's it. But as a result of it, take a look at the Rambam, the Rambam writes there, that as a result of it, you'll be free to learn. In a world where there's so much Torah learning, the world will change for the better. And get much better, and much better, and much better. And in Mela, that's the second stage of the Yemot HaMoshiach. That's the time which the, the Nevi'im are talking about. And Achanami, the initial thing when, the initial idea of Yemot HaMoshiach would just be a removal of Shibba Malchus. But the knock-on effect, the knock-on effect will be so gewaldic, that's what the Nevi'im were prophesying about. But Olam is even better than that. The Omer Rabbi Chiyah Barabba, Omer Rabbi Yechonon, Kalan Nevi'im, Kulon, and Isnabu, and the Ba'ali Teshuvah, all of the Nevi'im, they prophesied about the Ba'ali Teshuvah. But Tzadikim, Gemurim, but the Tzadikim, the complete Tzadikim, Ayin Ha'ra, Tzadikim, Zilotecho, no eye hath beheld except you, Hashem, their portion. 
He, what's he going to answer to that? He says, no, the Tadikim Gemurah are better off. He'll say, my Rochag, what does he mean Rochag? He doesn't mean the Bali Teshuvah, those who were far. He means, Shoya Rochag, the Vavera Mekor, those who were far away from the Vavera right from the start. They've, they've kept well away from Vavera, i.e. the Tadikim Gemurah. And then, you come to the Korub. My Korub, what is the Korub? Shoya Korub, the Vavera, the Nisrachim, the Menu Hashto. Somebody who was close to the Vavera, he was a sinner, and now he's distanced himself from it. That's how he'll interpret the Pesach. But once again, the Raman passes out both of them, and again, the Golan gives an answer, that when we talk about the Balit Shul being so great, great in the Tzadikim Gemurim, we're talking about a Tzadik Gomur, who did something wrong, and he did Shul. Because that is the Hashlom for the Tzadik Gomur. So he's now been kind of itself to Shul as well. But once again, we suggested that uh, it could be there's, there's no Stira again, um, as we said, because even though it says Pligo, this is Rav Dessler's idea, that Ramchal already speaks about it, that in, in, in Argoda, there's no, it's not an argument, it's just two different ways of looking at things. And here as well, there's no exception. The idea being that when a person, that, that the Tzadik Gomer, of course his portion is much greater. In Olam Abo, his portion is far greater. But, in terms of this world, the Baal, Baal Yitzhak will get a certain Kirvotah Kodesh Baruch Hu, which the Tzadik Gomer doesn't get. And that's because Hashem says, the Tzadik Gomer, you're working towards me. Your embrace will come in Olam Abo when you reach my, my open arms. But the person is falling, he's falling, falling, falling. If I don't go and embrace him, he'll fall out forever. And therefore, Kodesh Baruch Hu comes and, and embraces him. Like we said with the Rabbi Dozim and Zodoy, the Gomer and Abed And that's why if you, re- you stick to the Poshuk Shaft and the Poshuk, that's the order. Shalom, shalom, lo rochuk, velakorim. The order is going to be the rochuk will get it first. The, ba- the balit shuba will get it first. Because they're falling by the wayside. And then the korub. But the korub will be greater. Because that's going to be an olam abo. Carries on the Gemara. My ayin l'rasa. Lamaisa, what does it mean ayin l'rasa? What is it that the eye hasn't been held? Omar Bishoban, Ebizay, Yain HaMashoban, Ba'anovov, Meshesheshesh, Meverashesh. This refers to the wine which has been kept with its sediment uh, from the six days of creation. Rabbi Shmuel Barachmini Omar, he says that Aden is referring to Aden. Shalosholta Ba'in Kolbriya, the eye of no creation or, creation or creature has ever seen it. Shemal Tim, maybe you're going to say, what about Odom Orishan Hechonoya? Where was Odom Orishan? The answer is the Gan, he was in the garden. The Shemal Tim, Arhu Gan, who Aden, maybe you're going to say the Gan and Aden is the same thing. Tamarema, therefore the Pesach teaches us, Menohar Yetim Aden, and the river goes out from Aden. Why? Lahashkais es Hagon. To water the garden. Implying. Gam Lechud, the garden is one thing, the Eden Lechud, and Eden is something else. You've got the garden and you've got Eden. The river went out from Eden to, to water the garden. And therefore, yeah, Odom Rishon was in the, was in the, was in the uh, garden, but he wasn't, in, uh, he wasn't actually in Eden. Um, and the, the, the basic idea is that we're talking about Olam Abor again. This is obviously Olam Abor, the Marashal says Eden refers to Olam Abor. And the way we explain it is, we put the, these two Gemaras, once again, they go together. They're really one shit, and what's that? The Anovov, the, the, the Yain Amashum of Anovov, that's what the Slav says, that's referring to the wine which would have, Odom Rishon would have made Kiddush on Friday night on. He would have made it on Friday night, just he took it too early. He took it on Erev Shabbos, and that was why he was thrown out of, of Ganeidah. And the way we explained it is, Peshat is that on Shabbos he would have gone into the domain of Hashem. Where's the domain of Hashem? That's Olam Abor, that is Aden. 
Shabbos is Shizmei Enoinam Abo. And there he would have had the Yain HaMashum Ba'anov of Meshesh Shizmei Bereshesh. Which we said, I'll peace, I'll peace, uh, Drush, I'll peace, whatever you want to say, that refers to the status of Torah. The Aragonas, the light which is being hidden away, which we know is the light of Torah, the secrets of Torah, which are going to be accessible in Eden, in Olam that's the beauty of, of Olam Which a person can access on the end of that on Shabbos. On Shabbos, we go into the Rosh of Hashem, we go into that Me'en of Eden, we go in there and we make Kiddush on that Yayin, we have that a certain, it's a day which is a Masugal to access the secrets of Torah, and Be'ezit Hashem, with the, with the, with the uh, coming of Moshiach, and all that will follow, Be'ezit Hashem will be able to go back there, uh, hopefully in the very, very near future, the, the, the stages will start, uh, start coming. Tana Rabon, carries on the Gemara. We've learned in a bright time, Maestro Shekhala Ben Esher Rabbi Esher Rabbi Gamaliel, there was a story that the son of Rabbi Gamaliel came ill. When Rabbi Hanino Mendoza saw them coming, he realized why they were coming. He went up into the attic. He sought mercy for the son. When he came down, when he came down, he said to them, "Go back. The fever has gone." They said to him, "You are a prophet. How do you know?" Just this is what I've received from uh, from my for, my from my uh, forefathers. If my tefillah is fluent in my mouth, then I know that the chayla will be get better. If not, if not, I know it's going to be uh, he'll he won't. Yoshev because of the kibbutz Hashem, they sat down and they wrote down the exact time that that took place. When they came back to Rabbi Gamliel, Omar he said to them, I swear to you, you didn't, add, you didn't take away, you didn't add on, that was the exact time. That was exactly what happened. At that time, the fever went away. My son asked us for water to drink. Another story with Rabbi Hanino Mendoza. He went to learn Torah by Rabbi Hanino Mendoza. The son of Rabbi Hanino Mendoza became ill. Omar Lohsi said to Rabbi Yechonon Mezakeh, said to Rabbi Chanino, Chanino b'ni, my dear son Chanino, Bakesh Shalom Rachamim, seek mercy for him. V'yichni and he'll live. Hinyach Roshim in Mirkov, he placed his head between his knees, Vikesh Shalom Rachamim, and he sought mercy for him. V'choyan, he lived. Omar Rabbi Yechonon Mezakeh, Ilamari Hitiach Mezakeh, it's Roshim in Mirkov, Karayim Kuru, he expressed, he said, if Ben Zaki, if I would have put my head between my knees all day long, Lo Yemashkichim Adol, they wouldn't have taken any notice in Shomayim. Omar Lohsi said to his wife, said to him, Vichich Chanino Gadol, and Mechoy is Chanino greater than you. Omar Lohsi said to her, love, no. He's like a servant in front of the king, he can come in and go out as he wishes. I'm like the officer in front of the king who has to make an appointment, whereas the God puts it, I'm greater in Torah, but I don't spend my kirk, my kirk is not in Tefillah. Whereas he's like an Ebed, his Abuda is in Tefillah. Therefore, he's got that extra kirk uh, over, over me. Only in a, in a house or room where there's windows there, which can aid his kavanah when he looks up. Shemelman says the chavin pesichon lebalise, and he has windows open in his attic, negative Yerushalayim towards Yerushalayim. Omer Rav Kahana says Rav Kahana chutzim alayim under nasi beviksa. I find that chutzim some of you davens out in the open space in a in a plane. It's it's pretus elaxus nias which is required. The aim on the year of the person should be davening when he realizes uh, the shafir when he's davening in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. According to the second answer, Tosfos it's only talking about the the Tosfos asked from Yaakov Avinu. Uh, according to the second answer, Tosfos it's only talk, it's talking about a place where lots of people are walking around. And finally, Rav Kahana says, I find that somebody who spells out his sins, 
he publicizes his sins. Shenemet says, Asher Nisui Pesha, happy is the one who bears his sins, Kasui Chato, who covers over his uh, sins. And as Tosin says, that if you publicize them, it shows you that you're not embarrassed, and if you're not embarrassed, well, it lacks, uh, it's a bit of a problem, because the Gemara says in the, in the first parak, we learn from Shoal, that if a person is embarrassed over what he's done, he will get forgiveness. But as we pointed out from the Gemara and Yuma, we're only talking about here, it would seem we're only talking about Averis, um, uh, which are being Adonamokim. Which are, when it comes to being Adonamokim, sometimes one has to publicize it, you have to get people to intercede on your behalf, sometimes that is necessary. Hadron Allah ain Omdin. Carries on the next parak. Now we, we started this week, Baruch Hashem, we started the next Chedek. We just finished now the Chedek, which is to do with Tfilah, Shema and Tfilah. Now we're going to be speaking about the Chedek of Brochus itself, the Brochus on food. Starts off the Mishnah. What Brochus, how do you make a Brochus on fruit? Salpiris or Elon over the fruit of the tree, whoever Beri Priyoyes, he says Beri Priyoyes. Whatever classifies as a tree, we said, that the fruits are replenished every year and it's a certain height. If it's classified as a tree, you make very priyoyit. Chutzmin ayayin accepts over wine. Shavayayin or even when it comes to wine, one says very priyagofen. Since it's got a certain extra chashivus, she make very priyagofen. The apiris or when it comes to the fruits of the ground, whoever very priyadoma. And uh, what we're talking about apiris or means things like um, things um, which are let's get it uh, the the right way around. We're talking about zeroim here like legumes or, or, uh, or um, wheat and barley grains, on these you say Bere Priyadom. Chutzman Apas except for bread. Shal Apas or because when it comes to bread, one says Hamitsi Lechem in Oretz, because again, because it says Dava Choshev. Then a Yerokos or when it comes to Yerokos, the greens, like vegetables, over those one says Bere Priyadom. You also say Bere Priyadom. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says Bere Mini Deshoim. One has to be more specific. So therefore, over the Deshoim, over the Yerokos, one says Bere Mini Deshoim. And over the Grains, one would, according to him, one would say, Beri Mini Zeroi. You've got to be more specific. Whereas we pass out the Tanakama, you say, Beri Priyadoma over both types. Says the Gemara, Minana Mini, from where do we get this idea that a person has to make a bracha before eating food? The Tanara Abonim, because it's been taught in a brighter, Kodesh Hilunim Lashem, in the parish of Ravoi, the fourth year produce, as we explained, when you've got a tree for the first three years, the fruit is, any fruit which grows in the first three years is called Orla, you can't eat it. You can't do anything with it. In the fourth year, any fruit which grows in the fourth year, you take it up to Yerushalayim, or you redeem it, and you take the money up to Yerushalayim, and then you can eat the fruit as you wish in Chutzlaret. So it says that Kodesh Hilunim Lashem, the fruit of the fourth year is Kodesh Hilunim Lashem. The Lamedis teaches us that one needs to make a bracha before and after eating the fruit. Because it says Hilunim twice, once before, you praise Hashem before and once afterwards. That's the way Rashi learns it, the response says it's Lapdafka. Of course, we're not learning from here the bracha afterwards. Because when it comes to the Shilat Hamini, we learn that already from the Potsk of Achat of the Savat of Yerachta, and all other foods, there's no Chiyav, there's no actual Chiyav to make a Bracha Acharena. Nikano Rabbi Akiva, from here Rabbi Akiva learns, he says, also the Adam Shiitem Kurum Kedem Shiivar. If it's forbidden for a person to taste anything, the way the Gon and the Slach learn it, he's coming to add even just a Kolshu, even the smallest amount, you're not allowed to have it without making a Bracha. Ask the Gemara, the High Kodesh Shilunim Lahochi with the Asa, this Kodesh Shilunim, it comes to tell me Hilchus Brachus, surely it's already needed for the, for the whole parish of Ravoy. Haimi Boye, they surely we already need those two Hillels. Chad 1, the Omar Achamona for the Halacha that the Torah says, Achalei Vahoda Ochle, the word Hillel can, Hei and Aches are interchangeable, so it's Hillel, to tell me that you can redeem the 40 year um, produce, the 40 year fruit, and then you can take the money up to Yerushalayim and you can eat that, that fruit which you've redeemed, you can eat it where you are. The Edoch and the other Hillel, is needed, Dovah had told Shira to tell me that something, 
uh, which you say, as Tosis explains, something which, when the Mizbeach consumes it, it's the only thing which the Mizbeach consumes, and it requires the Levian to sing Shira over. And what's that? That's the grapes, the wine. That only something which one, one sings Shira over, it's, it's a mandate, a Shira, that needs to be redeemed. Um, in other words, you can't, it's got the halachas of Ravoy of it. That any fruits which don't have Shira over them, um, ain't on Chilul. You don't need to, uh, you don't need to redeem it. In other words, the 40 is not, not a problem. From where do we learn out that you only say Shira over the wine? As we said, anything that goes on the Mizbeach. Shenevan says, and the wine said to them, should I withhold my wine? which gladdens Hashem and men. I can understand it gladdens the heart of men. With what does it glance in Hashem? They come from here we learn that we only say Shira over wine. It glances Hashem, not literally, rather it means that we sing Shira over it and that Kaviochal glances Hashem. So, says the Gemara like this now. It's going to be fine according to the one who says that wherever you've got these Mishnahites about the 40 year produce, it's Netaravoy. The Gera says Netaravoy. Any tree, anything which is planted, is subject to the halachos of the 40-year produce. So in which case, it's not just the, this whole drosha about Dova Haton Shira Haton Chilol, that drosha we obviously don't hold of. Because it's not only the grapes which need to be redeemed in the 40 year, it applies to any tree. So then you've still got one Hillel free. El Toni Kerem Ravoy. But according to the one who says, who teaches Kerem Ravoy, he says we're talking about Kerem uh, Ravoy, Um, in other words, the only tree which, uh, the only tree which, which requires, the only tree, sorry, the only tree which, uh, which requires this, this halachas of the fourth year is the vine. Ma'ikal what are you going to say? Why? Where do we get this? See, it's not because it's been said. We've got a machalokas between Rabbi Chiyah and Rabbi Shemberedi. Chabtani, one of them taught Kerem Ravoy, that it's only, these halachas only applied to the vine. The Chabtani, Neta Ravoy. And the other one teaches, no, it applies whenever you see this Mishnah, it's always all trees. Ulaman, the Tony Kerem Ravoy, says the still, okay, we've said, according to the one who says Kerem Ravoy, sorry, again, according to the man who says Nesar Ravoy, we've still got one hill all free. Because that, according to the man who says Nesar Ravoy, it's not needed to, uh, we, we don't darshan, that only something over which you say Hillel, that you say uh, praises to Hashem, that you, that, uh, that needs to be redeemed. No, it applies to any trees. So according to that Manda Omar, we're so far so good. And the Manda Tani, but according to one who, who uh, the Manda Tani Kerem Ravoy, the one who teaches Kerem Ravoy, still, Hanicha will be fine in Yalif Gezeira Shava. If he learns the Gezeira Shava, the Tanya, because we learned in a Brisa, Rebbe Omer, Rebbe says, Nehma Khan, it says over here, it's a Lachem Tuvasa, to add on for you his produce. Venehma Lahalon, that's in the Pasha of Ravoy. Venehma Lahalon, it says, Elsa Uswat Ha Korem. In the parsha of the of uh, Kilayim, it says Utvuas Hakorem. So just like over there, it says Tvuah and it refers Malah Alon Kerem. Just over there, Tvuah means the Kerem. I've come so to over here in the parsha of Ravoi, the Tvuah, the Tvuah and Tvuah refers to the Kerem. So according to that, if you if you dodge that Gzeira Shava, so then still Iyate Lechad Hilul Lebrocha. You'll still have one Hilul left over to teach me Hilchas Brachos. The Lo Yalef Gzeira Shava. But if you don't learn the Gzeira Shava, Baruchah Minali. Where from where do you know? 
that you need to uh, make a bracha before eating. Because we've already used the hill. We've already used the hill. If you look on the, the uh, on the handouts here, you'll see there's there's uh, there, there is um, as I'm actually speaking now, I haven't actually made it to be honest, but the Ezra Hashem I do hope it will be on there, so I'm speaking as if it's on there already available to you. You should be able to see though, if you follow through I, what I hope to make is some sort of uh, tree diagram here, you should see that if you learn Nesaraboy, then you've got one hill left over. Because it's it's uh you've only used one. If you learn Kerem Raboy, then it depends. If you learn Kerem Raboy from the Gazir Shava, then you've still got one hill left over. But if you learn that the way I know that it's only Kerem Raboy, only applies to the vine, is from the word Hillel, that it's something which you sing to Hashem Shira over, then you're left with no Hillels. Um, says the Gemara, the Inami Yadis Gazir Shava, and you know what? Even if you do learn the Gazir Shava, and that's how I know that it applies to the Kerem. And if I've still got one hill left over, the Ashkechon Akharov, I've only found the source for making a bracha afterwards. Because if you've got one hill, we assume it's probably talking about after eating. Because, like we find, but from where do we know that you make a bracha before eating? So on that, the Gemara says, Holokasha, that's not a problem. The after the Kavachemah, because we can learn it through a Kavachemah. What's the Kavachemah? If Kashu Sobeyamavarich, if when he's satisfied, he's already eaten, he has to bench. When he's still hungry before he's eaten, is it not a kosher game? He's, he's more desperate at that stage. Most definitely he has to give thanks to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. As Tosas point out, the Rashbal points out, the Ritzvah, the Tosas Rosh, they all say it's not a proper Gazeera Shabbat. Other than seemingly the Ravina Khanal we spoke about on Erev Shabbos on Friday, earlier today, um, everyone says it's not a proper Gazeera Shabbat. The Ritzvah and the Tosas Rosh give a reason based on the Gemara we had earlier on Dav Chafalaf, which we're not going to go into. But uh, we discussed the possibility, maybe not everyone agrees that's the reason. It's not a full cold shikane, because if it was a full cold shikane, it would come out, as we're going to see soon with bread, that it would come out with the bracha before and will be a zeraisa, because well, chata is after the zeraisa. So you're going to say cold shikane and the bracha beforehand is, you have to make a bracha before eating the bread, so it will be zeraisa. So Ashkechon Kerem. So it says the Gemara, okay, fine, you know what? Fine. You got one hill left over? Fine. You're saying that, you're going to use that for afterwards, and you'll learn a kosher came to beforehand? Fine. But at the end of the day, that one hill, which is the source which you're using for, is in the parasha of Raboy. And through my Gezeira Shabbat, I know that the parasha of Raboy only applies to grapes. So, Ashkechon Kerem, we found the source that you make a bracha over grapes. Sha'amin Minayin, how do you know you make bracha over everything else? Says the Gemara, the Yalif Mekerem, we learn it from the grapes. Ma Kerem, just as the grapes, is Dova Shanen Eviton Brocha, is something which a person gets Hanor from and he needs to make a Brocha. Afkal Dova Shanen Eviton Brocha, so to anything you get benefit from, you have to make a Brocha on it. Says Gemara, no, you can't learn it from there. Because Ikha the Mifach, there is to ask a Pircha. Ma'ale Kerem, because surely a Kerem is different. It's got a certain Chashivus. Shekin Chayav Ba'odolos, it's Chayav in the midst of Ololos. Ololos, as we explained, is uh, any, any deformed cluster of grapes. It's so deformed, it doesn't have what we call a Kosev and Osev. A Kosev is the way it's built like a pyramid. It's built, uh, each layer lies on top of the one below. It's not built like that. And it doesn't have the notiv. The notiv is that at the bottom, when it comes to a point, that, those la- that last little bit has a few loose grapes coming off the actual stalk, off the stem. If it doesn't have those two characteristics, has neither of those characteristics, it's called oilolos. And that is something which you have to leave for the anim. And it's unique to a kerem, to a vine. So may- once it's unique in that respect, maybe it's also unique that you have to make brochus on the, on the grapes. So we say, no, it's not. Because, we can prove otherwise from grain, literally standing grain. 
We know when it comes to grain, there's no mitzvah of Ololos there, and yet, we know Vachal to Vesavol to Virachto. So you have to make a bracha on grain. Vachal to Vesavol to Virachto. So we say, no, but grain has a certain chashivas as well. Because Ma'alakom HaShikein Chayavas Tachalom. Grain is Chayav and Chalom. You've got to take Chalom. So it's got a certain chashivas. Therefore, maybe once it's got the mitzvah Chalom, it's also got, got the, the chiyas to make brachas on it. So we say, Kerem Yuchiyach. No, well, the Kerem proves otherwise. Because the grapes, there's no Chalom to be taken from grapes, and yet you have to make brachas on the grapes, as we've just proven. The Chazar Adin, and this limud goes round and round, you try and learn it from Kerem, we say no, because Kerem is different because it's got overloads. We say, okay, well, but Koma doesn't have overloads. So yeah, but Koma is different because it's got Chalot. So we say, but Kerem doesn't, doesn't have that. And we go backwards and forwards, and we, the, what we're going to find is, Lori Izeh Kri Izeh, but Lori Izeh Kri Izeh, neither one has the mind of the other one, neither one has the fact of the other one, and therefore, Atana Shavashman, what is the common grounds, what is the common denominator between them, is both of them are Dovash and Ena, both of them are something you get Hanor from, you get benefit from, the Tom Baruch, and therefore you need the Baruch. So, Afkal Dovash and Ena, Tom Baruch, so between the two of them, we can learn out to everything else, that anything you get benefit from, you have to make a Baruch on it. Ask Gemara, wait a second, they do have a certain common grounds, which is unique to, only to these two things. What's that? Both grapes and grain they have a tzad mizbeach. They go on the mizbeach. The grapes, obviously, with the wine libations, and the grain in a meal offering. So it says the Gemara, okay, well, at least we can learn out one extra thing. So Osinami Zayis. We can also learn out the olives from there. If they tzad mizbeach, because the olives also have a tzad mizbeach, because in the meal offering you're going to have oil. They go on the mizbeach. So it says the Gemara, but the Zayis and tzad mizbeach, also you don't need to learn the olive from that, from the fact that it's tzad mizbeach. Well, the head next to Kerem, but surely you, it's the fact that it's called a Kerem. It's written explicitly that that uh, that olives are called a Kerem. The Chassid is right in the pasuk, Vayavem Megadish Vatkama, and he burnt down from the haystack until the sandy grain, and the Ad Kerem Zoyis until the Kerem Zoyis. You see, it's called a Kerem anyway. So it comes under the Kerem. You don't have to come through this Sam Mizbeach. So Amar Papa says, Rav Papa Kerem Zoyis Ikri. No, it's called the Kerem Zoyis. The Kerem Stam Alo Ikri, but it's not called a Stam Kerem. It's not called a Stam Kerem. So says the Gemara, and therefore, all we know is a Stam Kerem, we've got a source for a bracha, we've got for grain, we've got a source of bracha, and then, but uh, a Zayis is not called a Stam Kerem, but you can learn it from between them, because the, the Kerem, the grapes, and the grain, they both have a Stam Mizbeach, so the Zayis also has a Stam Mizbeach. It says the Gemara, Mikol Mokrem, Kasha, but at the end of the day, you've still got a Kasha. Mala Asal HaShavashbein, Yishikein Yishbein, Stam Mizbeach. The grapes, and the grain, they both have a Stam Mizbeach. Very nice, you've got olives you've been, been able to learn out. What about everything else? Ella, the Aleph, Lom, Meshiva, Saminim. Rather says, well, you know what? According to the Manda Omni, says that Ravoy only applies to the, to the grapes, to the Kerem. You're right, we won't be able to learn it from there. We're going to have to learn it from Shiva Saminim. Ma Shiva Saminim, just as the seven species are Dovash and Enemeton and Barocha, there's something which you get an oil from them, and you need to make a Barocha. So to anything else which you get an oil from, you have to make a Barocha on it. Ask the Gemara, Mali Shivasaminah Shekin Chayavim Bikurim, but surely Shivasaminah have a certain Mila. You have to bring Bikurim from them. But furthermore, Hatinach Lakarov, you can only learn from there, but Chatham Savat Virachta is talking about after you've eaten. The Father Minayan, how do you know you're going to make a bracha beforehand? So the Gemara Holo Kash, as we said above, it's not, it's not really a Kash, it's Ossi Bikabuchena, because it's learned through a Kabuchena, Kishu Sabayam, and what if already when you've already eaten, you're satisfied, you have to make a bracha, Kishu Raiv, Lokoshkin, and you're hungry still, it's not a Koshkin, you have to make a bracha, so that's not really a problem. But the problem is, that surely, it's, uh, Shiva Saminim, uh, uh, Bekurim. As we said, by the way, that Kolshkin is not a proper Kolshkin, as Tosus pointed out. Uraman Zatani Nata Ravoi. 
And even according to the one who says that Kedesh Elohim Hashem is talking about Netzar Abayi, we've got one Hillel left over. So Hot Tinach to teach me Hokus Parachis, Hot Tinach called the Bar Fine, you'll be able to learn from there anything which is plantable. To learn Bar Netiyah, anything which is not plantable, could go in, for example, Bosa Beim Vedogim, meat, eggs, or uh, fish. Minali, how do you know that you've got to, you're going to make a bracha on that? Elos Farahu, rather says the Gemara. You know what? It's a Svara. Also, though, it's forbidden for a person to have an off in this world without making a bracha. That's it. Rashi says, because you've got to give thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu before and after eating. The Ritzvah says, no, the Svara is, as we're going to see soon, because it's stealing from Hashem. And that Svara applies before eating, not afterwards. We've got no source to suggest that you have to bench after eating. That is only the Torah says, and therefore it only applies to the Shabbat Haminim. All others with very nefashos, that's only maximum rishos. It's not a chiyuv per se. Obviously nowadays we do make very nefashos, but that's the shit of the ritual. The ritual going back to the way he learned at the beginning, there was never a half a minute to say that we were trying to learn out the acharem, there's a chiyuv to make a bracha afterwards. That we're not trying to learn out. And that's because the ritual learned that the cause for making a bracha beforehand is one reason, it's because of stealing, and the cause for making the bracha afterwards is hakarat atoib, it's a completely different thing. Whereas Rashi learns, like the Rashba, Dilan and the Riyadh, they're exactly, they're exactly the same. That's the way this sugya f- uh, flows through. So, as I said, as I hope there will be uh, this, this flowchart. And if you look through the flowchart, you should hopefully be able to follow through the different stages. And, or at least the, the, the main part, the main part of this sugya. And that basically went just to sum up, it was like this. We started out with the pot of Kedah Shilonim Lashem. We thought we had two hiddles, which coincided what we never did. But uh, we, we said, we definitely don't have two hiddles there, because one's definitely used for the partial revoy to tell me that you redeem it and then you eat it. So that's definitely out of the question. But we're left over with one. And we want to use that one for, for, to tell me you've got to make a bracha. The question is, is it really free for that? So we said, according to the man's Omar Nessa revoy, yes, it's free. According to the man's Omar Kerem revoy, it may be free, depending on whether... The place where we learn out that, it, uh, that Ravoy only applies to the grapes is from that hillel or whether it's learned out from the Gazira Shavu. If it's learned from the Gazira Shavu, then the hillel is free. If it's not, if it's not learned from the Gazira Shavu, then it's not free. And says the Gemara, even if it is free, even if we do learn it from the Gazira Shavu, we said still you're going to have the problem. How are you going to learn out anything more than Kerem? We said, okay, we can learn out Kerem, we can learn out Koma, we can learn out Grain, but at the end of the day, we couldn't learn out more than Kerem and Koma. So he said, you know what? We'll have to go to Shiva Saminin. But the Gemara says, still, Shiva Saminin tells me Shiva Saminin, not everything else, because they, they're Chayv in the Quran. And so too, according to the Mount Omar, who says that Kodesh Shilonim is talking about Netaraboy, it's only going to tell you things which are plantable. So if you look down the tree there, you'll see it also comes to a, to a, to a full stop, to a, to, a, to a dead end. Because I want to know all things. So if you go with the Mount Omar Netaraboy, I only know things which are plantable. If you go with the Mount Omar Kerem Raboy, I'm not going to know more than either the grapes, or if I learn from Shiva Saminim, I'm not going to learn, I'm not going to know more than Shiva Saminim. So I'm stuck. Therefore we come to the conclusion, it's a Svara. Rashi, or Ritva, whatever that Svara may be. And as for that, Bryce which talks about Kredish Shilonim, there was nothing more than a, nothing more than a, um, than an Asmachta of Thespesis. That's the Rashi, that's the Ritva. The one thing we did discuss in much greater detail on, on as I said earlier today, was the Shitta of the Rabbi Nechananel. The Rabbi Nechananel, who seemingly holds that the, 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 the Kalvachonah never went, and therefore Vachalta Vesavata Virasta tells me that on grain, on bread, you have to make a bracha afterwards. And Kalvachonah, you have to make a bracha on it beforehand. Seemingly it's so right. And the way we wanted to explain it was, 
yeah, when is it Doraisa? If you have a Shira, at least a Kazayas, then we can say it's Doraisa. You've got a Kabuchemet then. Even though it's not Kseisvira, I'm, I'm not going into why it doesn't necessarily have to be Kseisvira. There's a spoiler, but I think it's too complicated to try and explain. But it could be at a Kazayas that would work. As for the Gemara's earlier, which Tosus proves from, and the Rabbein Hanan himself says earlier that the bracha on bread beforehand is Durabonon, that's talking about if you have a smaller shield. And the way we explained it, therefore, was like this. Going back to that Mishnah with, with the Baal Keri. When we say Mavarach and do you make a bracha that the, the Baal Keri can't make a bracha before eating the bread, because it's Durabonon? That's talking about if you didn't have a Kazayis, because it's not Muchas that you have to have a Kazayis there. So it's saying there will be a case with a Baal Keri where he will not make a bracha beforehand, i.e., if he doesn't have a kazayas at least. Whereas Le'achareyem, by definition, once he's already eaten, if he's having to bench, it must mean he's had at least a kazayas. Because otherwise there's no chiyot to bench. And the chiyot afterwards is the and therefore you will have to bench. Now you may ask me if you have a kazayas, if you're not satiated, if you're not full up, then it's not the So that I would tell you, but I don't want to get too involved in this, is that it could be that since the actual Chiyav of benching afterwards is the right, it's from the Chal to the Savot to the Rastor. The fact that we, we sort of took upon ourselves to, to, to uh, bench even on a Kazayis, we learned this on, on uh, we had this earlier, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to, to the Malachim, was on Daskhaf, he said, look, 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 at, look at my children, the way they've gone ahead of the letter of the law. That is just, we are taking on more. And therefore, it will still have the same status as Vokal to the Savot of the Astor. So, Heinem, when Ezra came along and said that a Balkari cannot bench, or cannot make brochas, I should say, cannot make brochas, he didn't touch the Birkat Hamozen. Because Birkat Hamozen, in its truest sense, in its untouched sense, is Dairaita. Even though we took on to make Midrabonon, even when we had the Kazais, he said, Loi Plug, for benching afterwards, you can, bench, uh, you, you can, you can uh, always bench afterwards. Therefore, a Balkari will always bench afterwards. Masha'en came beforehand. If you have a Kazayis and a Chalami, that will be Dairaisa, based on the Chalta of the Savot of Yerachto. But if you don't have a Kazayis, says, uh, says the Mishnah there, you won't, in that case, there will be a case at least, when you will not make the Bracha beforehand. Why? Because that's for a completely different, it's not because of the Chalta of the Savot of Yerachto, it's a different thing. This Svara. That's just to clarify a uh, slight difficulty I, I had in explaining it on Friday. That is the end of the very, very, it's a very, very difficult, uh, so as I said, I'm, I hope on the, on the flowchart, Shrine, or on the tree, which I, I hope to make it a little clearer, take a look at it, work at it, and better touch and get it clear in your mind, and uh, the main, obviously the Maskona is the Svora. With Machlokes, Rashi and Ritzvah, what the Svora is. According to Rashi, it's Haidah, according to the Ritzvah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, because of Eli, as we're about to see, as the Gemara continues on now. Tana Rabban has been taught in a brighter. It's forbidden for a person to have Benefit from this world without making a bracha. Anyone who does so, moal, he's over on the ilo. Like somebody has benefit from kolchim. My takante, what can he do about it? Yerich itzal chacham, he should go to a chacham. Yerich itzal chacham, he should go to a chacham. My obide, what's the chacham going to do for him? What obide is through? He's already done in it. It's too late. And Omar Ovarad said, Rabbi Yerich itzal chacham, he should go to the chacham to start with. The lamdenu brachas, and he should teach him the brachas. Kedai should be yovide meila, and he knows he shouldn't come to this severe infringement of meila. And the way we explained it based on the Rabbi Yonah's idea is, says Rabbi Yonah, you can't just rely on making shakon and everything because I don't know Hilfus Baruchus. Go ask. If you genuinely, there's no one who can possibly paskin on it, then shakon is an eater. But otherwise, you cannot rely on shakon. Omer of Yodah Mashmuel, anyone who benefits from this world without making a bracha, it's as if he's benefit, benefited from Kachi Shemayim. Shemayim says, that the world, the, the whole earth belongs to Hashem. 
Rabbi Levi, Rami, Rabbi Levi, he asked the Stira, Ksiv, Lashem, Horat, Mulet, says everything belongs to Hashem. But Ksiv, then he writes, Hashemayim, Shemayim, Hashem, Horat, Nasanim, Yodim, that the heavens belong to Hashem, and the earth belongs, it's being given to man. What do we do with this? Answer the Gemara, Lekasha, it's not a Kasha. Kankaid and Baraka, one's talking about before you make a Baraka. Before you make a Baraka, all belongs to Hashem, top of Lamatea, on the base. Kanla Acha Baraka, the other one's talking about after you made the Baraka. Then Hashem gives it to us. Anyone who benefits from this world without making a bracha, as if he steals from our as Rashi says, he steals the bracha. He doesn't steal the food because Hashem gives you the food. Hashem just he just puts a tenayim. It's a condition. I want you to make a bracha. And if it's the bracha which you're stealing from Hashem, that recognition that Hashem is the one who uh, who created this uh, this uh, food. Ukanasis Yisrael, and ultimately, therefore, he's also stealing from Kanasis Yisrael, because if you don't make brachas, says Rashi, other people won't make brachas, and if Klal Yisrael, therefore, collectively don't make brachas, we're sinning, Hashem will say, well, if you don't know how to show our Korosato, if you sin, I'm not going to give you the Shefa of Brocha, I won't create more food for you. Shanem, as it says, goes out over the Imai, obviously, in the esoteric sense, there's more to speak about, for those, not for me, you'd have to, you'd have to get something you know, but that's the idea of Kanasis Yisrael, there is more, and probably there is more, I, I should admit at least that I believe there is more when Rashi talks about Berkhoso, as I said, on, on an esoteric note for somebody who understands it, would be able probably to explain Rashi in a slightly different or slightly deeper, deeper um, um, sort of uh, concept over here. Uh, Shanema says, Go to the he's stealing from his father and his mother. Who are his father and his mother? Uh, we'll see in a second. But oh man, he says, Ain Pesha, Ain Pesha, I've done nothing wrong. Such a person, he's a friend of the destructive man. So the Gemara now explains his fosuk. The father is always Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Shneiman says, "Halohu Avicha Kanecha." The pasuk in Azino is, "He not your father, your creator." That's Hashem. The Ima Ela Knesis Yisrael. The mother is Knesis Yisrael. Shneiman says, "Shema Bini." This is my son, Mustar Avicha, to the teachings of your father. The answer to Torah Tanecha and do not forsake the Torah of your mother. The mother being Knesset Yisrael. My Chavuhul Ishmashchis. What does it mean that such a person is a friend of the Ishmashchis? Amar Rabbi Chanina Bar Papa Chavuhul Yerovim Ben Avot. He's a friend of Yerovim Ben Avot. Sheishchis says Yisrael Aviyam Shabbat Shomayim. Not only did Yerovim Ben Avot he himself stray from the path, he served David Azara, he caused other people to sin against Hashem, he destroyed Klal Yisrael collectively. Um, he caused them to destroy their connection with their father in heaven by causing them to serve David Azara. So too, as we said, the person who doesn't make brachas, he's lax in it. His children will learn from him to be lax in brachas. As a, I think it was Rukhain Kanievsky, I think it was, when somebody asked him, how do you teach your children to make brachas? So he says, I never taught them. So he says, what do you mean you never taught them? He said, well, we make brachas and they just copy. It's the best example, but if a person doesn't make brachas as they should be, you can be sure one's children will also copy, and their children, and basically it leads to, to general, Rahman uh, uh, a widespread destruction, which is, as we said, not only the person himself, it's not only his own guilt is on his shoulders, he's got the guilt of Klalishod on his shoulders collectively, like Yeroven ben Avot. We should be zoicher, to the flip side of that, to make the brachos properly, of Ezra Hashem through that, we should be zoicher to this connection with Oviv, the Imoy, our father and our mother, and bezeche to all the brachas which come with it. Have a very good Shabbos and a good Vach.